Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are on the road. We're up in... BFE. I don't even know where we're at. I've never been across the Mackinac Bridge. Grifka told me we're up in the UP. I'm on some road with uh, nobody else on it, but we are on our way to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I got the one and only Grifka here in the passenger seat being lazy as possible, but we've been driving. uh, I've been driving since we uh, shoved off on this thing, and we've been chatting. We've been uh, doing all types of things here on the road, and uh, yeah, it is, uh, what time we got, Grifka? Wait, first of all, Grifka, how are you, buddy? Uh, Doing okay, man. It's uh, way past my bedtime, though. (laughs) Well, the people know you go to bed at like, you know, 7, 8, you know, right after you eat dinner, basically. It's about, what, 1 a.m.? Is that what it says on the clock here? Uh, Quarter after 1 in the morning. 120 approximately. We are literally on the road. That's Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) 120 a.m. I'm feeling amazing. Uh, We are literally driving and uh, talking with you, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinker. So, Grifka, the people want to hear us talk Lions, man. We've got uh, probably, what, three, four more hours till we get to to Green Bay and see Lambeau Field. But we're going to have all types of fun when we get there. Uh, what did you hear about Lions this week as in regards to maybe some injuries or things that we need to kind of chat about while we're here on the road? Well, the biggest thing was the Deshaun Hand. You know, he's been practicing, you know, limited practice, but he has been downgraded as out. So that'll actually uh, really affect the Lions again. That's uh, really leaving, I think, what, five healthy defensive linemen? Because Mike Daniels is still out as well. So uh, we all saw what Aaron Jones run all over uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and um, I keep reading things that you know the Lions you know eat running backs up and there's no problem there, but 
That guy's got some pretty shifty moves. I mean, uh, a little worried about him. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? I uh, I'm all about that, Grifka. As the people heard, there's our GPS, and let's just really let them know that we're on the road. We are literally rolling, and Grifka's got me all fired up because he's talking about Deshaun Hand. My man, Deshaun Hand, uh, loved him in the draft process. He really played great last year. And this guy continues to practice basically every day. I only see him sort of as a limited guy, but they call everybody limited on the on the Matt Pat injury report. So I, I don't understand why he's not out there. Like you said, there's some other injuries on that defensive line. But... Aaron Jones is a really good player. Like I've liked him too from the start. I liked it more when they didn't feature him because we had a chance to uh, not see him at his full capacity. But yeah, he seems to be featured now. Um, you know, when it comes to what what the Green Bay Packers are doing with him, and uh, I think yeah, the Lions are definitely going to have to find a way to not only stop him, but like I say, this guy can catch, he can run, he's got power, he's fast, uh, do all types of things. So uh, I think we're definitely going to have to deal with him, especially with no Devante. They're really going to use that run game and then probably try to hit us you know, deep over the top is what I think. Yeah, that, uh, I know I saw a couple uh, posts that people were talking, maybe Aaron Rodgers maybe kind of like uh, would try to just game manage this without uh, Devontae Adams. I never really thought that was uh, Aaron Rodgers' M.O., he always seemed like the guy that always wanted to go out and throw it around, sling it around, and uh, wait to get the pass interference called, you know. So uh, he seemed to always uh, want to do that. So I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers being a game manager just because they're down Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones is showing that he can uh, showing that he can run the ball. I still think he wants to be the guy to, like, you know, have the game on his shoulders and him do the most work for that team. That's, that's the way I look at this. So I'm in agreement with you there. I realize we don't have the bell here, Derek, but... Uh, that Why didn't I, I bring the bell? Uh, Dang it. That's the only thing we didn't pack, I don't think, Griffka. We were loaded up, ready to go. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think they're going to try to uh, go deep on the lines, thinking that, uh, you know, Darius Slade coming back from a, um, a hamstring injury, he may be a little slow, Quandre Diggs, you know, um, still, I don't think he's listed as out yet. I could be wrong. But uh, they think they may be able to take advantage of that line secondary. Quandre's going to play, Grifka. I really got no worries there. Slay boy, your boy. Uh, you shook his hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> he like he came up lame, whatever it was, in that Kansas City game. But I know he said he was decent, but just didn't play, you know, following. Uh, or or what did he do? Was it the... Was it the Charger game he hurt himself? Philly? It was the Philly. Philly. Yeah, the Philly game, and then he didn't play against KC. He the didn't G. play against KC, right. I, I mean, I think he'll be he'll be fine. Once those guys are out there, I really don't worry about them being slowed up or whatever. So, um, you know, I think those guys will be ready to, ready to roll. And, uh, yeah, of course Aaron Rodgers is going to want all the glory. I mean, that's what this guy does. But, um, you know, he'll be back there trying to dance around, trying to, like, let the rush get there and show us how amazing his escapability is, throwing sidearms, stealing Matt Stafford's gimmick. He'll be uh, doing all the, you know, yakking with the refs, doing that stupid smile and wink when he does actually make a play. And like you say, yeah, he's going to try to chuck it deep. He's going to try to be the guy. But, uh, yeah, and that that's not only what he does, we're just going to have to deal with that. He's going to make plays. You're going to go crazy. I'm going to have to sit there in the stands and go, okay, Grifka, he made one throw. He's Aaron Rodgers. Like, we're going to be okay. And, 
we'll just we'll just live with it. So, um, you know, they'll probably throw it to Geronimo. Um, you know, and those other bumskies they got back there, the guy with the three names, or who, you know, what's what they do on Good Morning Football. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, those guys all suck. They can't compete with the Lions wideouts. Are you kidding me? So. I mean, like I say, with no Devontae as well as some guys missing on the defensive side, I'm feeling real good about this football game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers cannot beat the Lions by himself anymore, in my opinion, and uh, we'll challenge him to try to do that. And when he falls short, we'll be uh, loving it in the stands, no doubt. Yeah, with, uh, it's going to be nice to see uh, Detroit had the week off. They had a couple weeks to prepare for this. They should be able to... Uh, come up with uh, something to keep Aaron Rodgers off balance and uh, with the idea that uh, he can just go out there and you know maybe like abuse them the way he used to do many years ago but times have changed uh, the Lions defense has, uh, has improved they've been playing a little bit of a bend don't break in the, um, the defensive backfield as of right now is one of the one of the best in the league you know that's per the PFF so uh, it's uh, nice to see that uh, the Lions are not going to be uh taken lightly by the Green Bay Packers. Griffka, have you come around on, on Matt Pat as a whole? Because I remember last season you were just all like, you know, once once he was somewhat, you know, allegedly losing the team, you were just like, I don't know, maybe this guy doesn't get it, he's too hard on him, he's this, that, and the other. I mean, I think everybody's come around. This guy can scheme defense. This guy can almost win games for you based on his game plans, based on how he manipulates coverage. Uh, you know, he's running that, you know, basically 3-8 type defense, you know, where he's got three up front and he's dropping linebackers, corners, everybody back to cover people. I wouldn't be surprised if this game he just starts house calling it, just dialing up things and, and bringing pressure and, um, you know, doing all types of things to sort of, like you said, fluster this guy. I mean, have you come around on Matt Pat as kind of a, not only a defensive genius, but, you know, I go as far as to say as I already feel like he's probably, you know, the best Lions coach I've seen is probably at least in the top three to five of, of all time of a leader that we have leading this team, not only on and off the field, but schematically where he can outthink people. I mean, he's definitely changed some of the stuff that he did last year into this year I believe a podcast that we sent out on Friday with uh, Logan he mentioned that that he's uh, changed uh, some of the things that he did I'm not saying he's any softer on the team but I think the team is more used to uh, his style and um, I think Matt Pat's maybe given up the reins a little bit on a few things where he's not and uh, you know has to be micromanaging things but uh I definitely think that he is helping Mother Goose with the defense a, a little more this year, and, um, and I think he's kind of letting uh, Daryl Bevel, you know, uh, pretty much run the offense as much as possible. And um, I'm not saying he's given him any any insight or like what he should do, or maybe he's you know saying, hey, Daryl Bevel, this is what this team runs on defense, and you know you might want to try this. But uh, Matt Pat, I definitely think his second year he has improved as a coach. I'm not ready to say he's the best Lions you know, coach I've ever seen. If we all remember Captain Wayno, we won some, uh, won some uh, um, division titles with him and uh, made it to the NFC Championship, but they also had Barry Sanders on the team as well. So uh, I'm, not re- I'm not ready to call him the, the best Lions coach I've, uh, I've ever seen. 
See, that was going to be my point. Like, you really think, like, if you put Wayne Fonts next to Matt Hat in regards to intelligence, uh, scheming, just overall football intellect as well as what he's going to do with his team, you think that it would be skewed toward Wayne Fonts of all people? Like, I think it's pretty obvious that Matt Pat has a much better, you know, handle on all things football. Now, again, you can always break it down into records. Like, okay, yeah, like you said, he had the greatest running back of all time, and he won, you know, uh, some got us to the playoffs and, and whatnot. But I, I think that's a a fight that Wayne's going to lose, you know, almost in every circumstance when it comes to you know getting up at the chalkboard and being able to do things, even motivating, like. You just said maybe he's taking his foot off the pedal a little bit. Maybe he's not micromanaging. Like, my thing with Matt Pat is, like, I don't think it was a micromanage. I think the guy came in a lot like Bob Quinn did and looked around and said, what the hell is this? You know, like, uh, again, I can't debut it right now, but we have a new Grifka drop where it goes something like this. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) We're going to debut that for sure. But I think that's what, that's what Matt Pat and Bob Quinn said when they showed up to 222 Republic Drive. They, they uh, said that exact quote because I think it was Country Club Central. I think they had no uh, weight room facilities that were worth a dang. I think they didn't uh, have anything set up. And that's why they went and changed everything and just totally flipped the script. Now once he's got like the basics figured out, now he can just go coach football. So like I say, I don't know that he's pulling back. He just sort of was shocked by what we had set up, upgraded a lot of things, and now here we're back to football kind of this year. So, you know, like I say, you you can love Wayne Fonts if you want, but I think I'm going to take this guy, and I love what he's doing on Sundays as well as uh, just his ability to manipulate, you know, defense, be very versatile with the team. I was telling somebody this week, I said, what I love so much about our offense is you know, we can we can throw it to our wideouts. If you deal with our wideouts, you can throw it to our tight end. If you want to deal with both those, we can run it up the gut. You know, if you want to clog up the middle, we can uh, we can sling it to carry on. We can flip it to the outsides. I just feel like there's lots of things this offense can do, and I love watching them sort of just show up to a ball game and say, let, let us know what you want to take away, and then we'll go do something else. I think they've been great at that, and that's my leads me to my next question for you, Grifka. Daryl Bevel, like to me, it's night and day between him and, you know, your boy uh, JBC. I feel like JBC might have had a few good ideas and maybe had a few uh, things he could draw up on the chalkboard, but when it came to game day, when it came to calling plays, as well as adjusting, as well as, you know, being able to really scheme out offense, this guy just didn't have it. You know, he couldn't get us where we needed to go. Now he's gone. I've noticed a huge difference with Daryl Bevel just from variety of play calling, from his ability to dial something up right when it's needed, as well as just seems a lot more uh, tactical when I see him over there with his glasses on, his play sheet, and him and Stafford seem to have a good rapport. So talk some Daryl Bevel, Griffith, because I'm interested in what you think of this guy after a four or five game sample here. Yeah, that... uh... Daryl Bevel definitely has a, a better offensive mind than uh, Jim Bob Cooter. I know you had talked about this last year. You think Jim Bob was just uh, Matt Stafford. He, they were just really comfortable together and needed really didn't force Matt Stafford to do anything. Um, but 
I think Daryl Bevel's maybe changed that a little bit. I think he's actually maybe taking the handcuffs off it a little more where they are driving the ball down the field on some passes. And um, they, he does come up with better schemes, I feel. Uh, we all saw what he did in um, Seattle. He had Russell Wilson in those teams. Like uh, I think I mentioned before, I think really what happened to Daryl Bevel is that uh, Seattle, they really let their offensive line go where they were just it seemed like they were putting five garbage cans out there and Russell Wilson was running for his life and they couldn't run the ball anymore. So everybody wanted to blame Daryl Bevel for the uh, problems with the offense where really that offensive line in Seattle just had become terrible. Um, Lions offensive line is obviously better than that offensive line was. I mean, I still think Taylor Decker, you know, couldn't, you know, block anything. So the rest of the offensive line seems pretty decent. So he's able to scheme up some stuff to um, and take advantage of uh, defenses that they faced so far this year. Um, we've seen them hang with Kansas City. Uh, I don't believe Kansas City's defense is that good. Um, the Chargers, they were down a couple... Um, the Chargers, the offense didn't look that look that great in that game either. But uh, um, still, they were able to pull out a victory there. Uh, we also what happened in Arizona. They were able to throw out points up there in um, Philadelphia. And, um, you know, obviously, Jim Schwartz, everybody was talking about how he would probably really want to win that game. But still, the Lions were ta- able to take advantage of a weak Eagles secondary. And um, they didn't just try to ground and pound the whole game, knowing that Philadelphia has a has a has a stout run defense in their front seven. So I think he's able to scheme up a lot more than what Jim Bob Cooter able, was able to do. And um, it's bad when other teams are saying, um, "We've seen so much tape. We know what Jim Bob's you know, tendencies are, and we know what they're going to run." So I think Daryl Bevel, even Seattle, he's going to bring relatively the same offense here. He's been able to tweak it enough where. Uh, teams really don't know what he's going to do and uh, Matt Stafford I think is uh, right now um, you know having a good season because of it yeah I'm, I'm right there with you I mean just those little plays he's drawn up to McKissick out of nowhere you know been able to get the ball to Kenny I, I feel still still feel like Kenny continues to progress to be a, a really top flight type number one type option on the outside you know, Marvin Jones has been more than good this year, catches everything that comes his way. The, the thing I'm waiting on is just like we saw an uptick from carry-on. You know, they put enough resources in the O-line as well as uh, this running back who now seems to be the featured guy, even though they acted like they didn't want to feature him. Uh, it's pretty much the only option. I mean, we signed Paul Perkins. I don't know if he's ever going to suit up or what. And then we've got your boy, uh, Ty, back there who really hasn't done anything i think it's been a couple weeks i've been promoting him as like hey look out for ty johnson this might be the week he blows up or makes a big play and i rarely notice him on the field so we kind of just been getting by with this odd running back situation but until we can really run the football somewhat again i don't want to say at will because to me the nfl as i always say is a really hard game so anytime you're you're at least running the ball decently as well as getting to those 100-yard landmarkers or scoring some touchdowns running the football, you know, just got to see a little more consistency there as well as maybe even a little more creativity in the run game where instead of just running up the middle or running off tackle, you're you're finding other ways to pitch the ball to carry on or throw him little screen passes, draw up things that really get him in a little bit more space because when that guy gets in space, he's pretty dynamic. But he can also be pedestrian if you just sort of run the same three, four run plays and there's no room in the middle. So 
you know, I'd like to see that run game uptick a little bit more, but, you know, overall, like I say, the spreading the ball around, the ability to kind of call those trick plays with, when and if needed, just really been, you know, top notch. And then uh, it's all about longevity, you know, this is four games. So, you know, can he do it here in a big spot on Monday night? You know, I sure hope so. And the rapport with the quarterback as well as just the ability to, you know, come up and, and, and be, be multiple, I think will bode well for him as a longtime offensive coordinator. So, you know, I'm glad I think that we are starting if we, if not have that filled and now you can just build, build off that hopefully for the next few years. And, uh, again, kind of rejuvenated Matt Stafford, not only on the field, but I mean, you talked multiple times. I mean, where, where have you felt with his moxie? I feel like I've seen some fist palms. I feel like I've seen a little emotion and uh, some leadership that is encouraging from uh, good old number nine there. Yeah, it seems like Matt Stafford is, uh, yeah, I think that swagger's back. It seems like he's actually, we've talked about this before as well, like you see some um, quarterbacks, they'll get on the wide receiver when they think they've ran the wrong route or something they they should have done that they didn't do. Um where it seems like in years past, I think he would just kind of like, you know, chat with him off to the sideline, where this year he seems to be, I don't want to say getting in the face, but he'll point it out to him. I mean, we've seen other quarterbacks do that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I hate to bring it up, but he's called out, called out his wide receivers when he's been unhappy with them. And uh, I've seen other quarterbacks do that as well. They'll call out their wide receivers when they've made a mistake. Tom Brady does it, and Tom Brady can do it because he has plenty of clout, you know, and you know, look what he's won. So nobody's going to bat an eye. But uh, Matt Stafford, I think that's what he has this year that it seems like I haven't seen in a long time where um, he's he's really got the bull by the horns this year. And I think it's uh, he knows this team has something special with it that they can do some uh, damage, you know, when they make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, did you say when, Grifka, when we make the playoffs? Was that, was that a positive comment from you? Yeah. Was that like, a declaration of sorts? Yes, which, that was my bold prediction. <laughs> Man, Griffin, you're getting a lot of pub on Twitter, I must say, for this. Uh, again, we don't have the soundboard for the, but for this quote. I think it was when something like this. Baker Mayfield sucks, okay? Mark it down. I mean, you're getting all types of credit because the guy's not played well. So, I mean, you did that. You shook Darius Slay's hand, and now you just snuck in on, like, off the cuff before you handed it back to me. Uh, when they get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> maybe it's that time of day. I'm, I'm punch drunk or something like that. Oh, man, I absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, like you said with Stafford, to me, uh, you know, I, <laughs> this is the new Grifka catchphrase, too, that's going to continue to get bells. Uh, hopefully we'll hear it on other shows. But kudos to <laughs> Matt Stafford, who, like, has been unbelievable with learning this offense. You know, I remember I used to get frustrated where, like, everybody would say how smart he is and what a great quarterback. But then you'd always hear, like, in the behind the scenes, like, maybe he didn't have a handle on the offense or they had to bring the offense down. Like, he really seems like he's dove into this thing. He has command of it. He's obviously moving the football around to all types of players. Guy's been real solid. I mean, other than the fumble inside the 10, I got no issues with him. I know I asked the Big Hughes when we were uh, chatting recently about what's Matt Stafford's signature W, and he brought up, you know, Cleveland back, which, which was like 10 years ago. Cleveland? Uh, and then he brought up, well, I don't know, if it wasn't Cleveland, like maybe uh, 
gosh, what was the other one he, he said? It was from like six, eight years ago. And I'm like, this guy needs signature moments like now, man. He needs things that can put on his resume like playoff wins and, and wins, uh, you know, late in the year that help you win a division. And uh, we agreed on that. But we kind of said, you know, this this may be one of those games where, you know, you're, you're at somebody else's house, a division rival, Monday Night Football. You know, maybe you maybe you do put the team on your back if things start going wrong and you just carry them to a victory. I'd really like to see that from him, but as I said, I really got no complaints. I feel like he's taking the leap that I needed to see from him because, again, you heard me kind of getting after saying, okay, it's been a decade. Like, we really need to see the, that big arm again. We need to see that moxie. We need to see a guy that can lead this team and just really be top-notch and... Uh, we got animals or something running across the road here. What do we got there, Griff? Some type of... Oh, that would be a possum. <laughs> a little, little possum up here in who knows where land trying to get to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, but, you know, I, like I said, quarterback is, has really been good. And the guy, I mean, again, he has this hip injury, which was a little worrisome. He's got the back. I mean, I hurt my back again here recently, and gosh, it is a pain in the ass like uh I just still creeps up on me at the weirdest times and just doesn't feel good but if he can shake some of those I mean the guy looks like he could still play another five ten years and you know he has everything you look for in a quarterback I know I was listening to uh radio or podcast and I guess Carson Palmer came out and said that this guy has the most you know talent from the quarterback position of anybody he's ever seen which you know, yeah, the arm, the ability to lead, the, you know, the moxie, the intelligence. He's got all that stuff, but we just have never seen it, you know, together or at the highest level. And and also what I told Hughes is, you know, I think a few years ago we finally felt like, all right, the team's round into shape. Matt Stafford, you know, has a team, has a run game, has some receivers. But, you know, I think that proved to somewhat be fool's gold. Yet here we are. Just looking at the growth from Tracy Walker on the defensive side of the ball, Quandre, you know, Slay playing great. And then you turn over to Stafford's quote-unquote weapons, and he's got, you know, an established guy like Marvin. He's got a guy that continues to be on the uptick like Kenny. You know, the best running back I think we've had since, you know, number 20 in on Johnson. And, uh, you know, it really feels like he finally has a – a complete team for the first time in a long time so excited about that but you know we're only at you know weeks uh week six here game five for the lions still tons to prove grifka across the board before we start talking about that jim mora drop playoffs You're talking about playoffs i just hope we can win monday night so grifka uh, I say we jump back here in a bit and talk more lines with the people, but I thought this was a good podcast. On the road, driving, trying to avoid possums, and uh, some optimism from you. So this bodes well, so I don't have to put you in a headlock when we're in the seats when you uh, flip out after the first bad ref call. So I'm feeling good about this. Yeah, this was a definite change for us where we were able to watch for wild animals on the road, maybe a Sasquatch and eat these... Uh, Jack Link's beef jerky and you know uh, passing the car every 40 miles is always you know kind of cool so I did miss the Grifka bell uh, but other than that I think the people will enjoy hearing us on this crazy road trip this is one I've looked forward to for a long time 
Uh, we'll be in Green Bay by uh, GPS says 4:07 a.m. and then we'll be uh, looking to, uh, you know, keeping our head on the swivel for cheddar heads and gorgonzolas and all the uh, cheese that'll be walking around. Like I say, we're coming to Green Bay to swipe swipe all your uh, meats and cheeses. We'll leave your women probably to you, but we're also going to try to take a dub ski outside of Green Bay, right back to the D, because it's Detroit versus everybody. Detroit Kool-Aid is going to be in the house in a few hours. So we'll get back to you guys with more content as we keep this road trip going. Thank you so much. Take care for now. We're out. Get in, man.